0: What a week it's been! So much to talk about, and so many things
1: we can't talk about.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain Marty Skell, and you are listening to Behind. No, sorry, what was it? Me and my friend Mark, we're gonna stop watching. I'm Mark, and I'm Harris, and we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Behind the Gorilla. Uh, we got a got another topic this week. Last week we reviewed Revolution, and now this week back on schedule and have a uh, have a crazy crazy wrestling topic Harris. And it's a uh, yes. There, <laughs> there's a lot. It was one of those <laughs> where you know you have like the moments, and then <laughs> and then you're like, okay, let me go to the beginning of this. Oh, it was six months before then. Okay, <laughs> right, of course. And, and then the moment is like not even a part really of the actual story. So it's one of those things, wait. but it's, uh, you know, it, 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 ha- it, it's, it's not bad. I mean, and by that it, it's really bad. So, it, you know, it'll, <laughs> it should be fun. I, I hope, I, I hope. I should
1: have known this was coming because, you know, earlier today you were like, yeah, yeah, I'm just getting started. And I was like, great. And it was like several hours between when you said oh, yeah. that and when you texted me again. It was like, all right, I'm ready. It was like, man, he found something.
2: Yeah, it, it was a, it was a, it gave me a headache. It was, it was a long, I powered through it, just powered yes. through it. Perfect. For like four Those are the hours. Best ones. So, yeah, that'll be, it'll be interesting. But uh, I don't really have anything current to talk about. So, unless you do, I mean, NWA is coming back, which is great. And they got their pay per view next Sunday. So that's going to be a whole lot of fun. It's great to see them back, especially with, you know, if there's any company that deserves it. It's them who were, because yeah. by far, by far, the most affected wrestling company in the entire country was NWA. Like they were affected worse than any other company because of the situation they were in, the momentum they had, everything, and then just destroyed. So it's good to see, and hopefully it's successful and this first main event should be great. Aldous and Aaron Stevens. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm really excited for it. It's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely going to buy it. Uh, Want to support them as much as we can. I don't yep. know when they start, when things get back to normal later this summer, if they'll start taping in Atlanta again. But it feels yeah, like I know. it feels it's got some local flavor, I know, to you and me, even though mm-hmm. you're not living in Atlanta anymore. But that's yeah, I'm definitely going to support. Them. I mean,
2: we we went to at least at least half of all of the tapings we, yeah, went, we went to at them. least half, if not more yeah. than that. Um, I mean, we were at at least a day pretty much every time they, they had tapings. We were there at least once of those like yeah. couple days. So
1: I think we might've missed the first one that we was did. It,
2: we, we missed but... the first one and we missed, we weren't at the hard times pay-per-view and I think we were at basically everything else at some yeah. point. Cause we went to the first pay-per-view And then we went to, I don't know, four or five different days of tapings throughout those couple months. So, Uh yeah. So that's good to see that they're back and they're getting something started again, for sure. Yeah.
1: So the only other current thing I want to touch on, because obviously we spent, you know, like three hours last week breaking (laughs) down Revolution. And I don't want to spend too much time on current events. I wanted to talk about two things that happened on Dynamite this week. And I'm not just saying that because I specifically watched Dynamite. So I would be able to talk about it if I wanted to for this show. But number one, we were both super critical of, you know, that wet fart of an explosion that ended the match. Obviously, because everyone in wrestling was not like that was a bold take on our part. The way our hatred of the Young Bucks is, you know, bold and (laughs) countercultural. I liked the way that they handled it on dynamite. I-, I liked the Eddie Kingston promo. That was very good. I thought like Don Callis and Kenny Omega breaking the fourth wall a little too much was kind of annoying, but like, I honestly just wanted
2: Tony Khan to come on and be like, look, we screwed up. I apologize. Yeah. like yeah, It was but... It was that bad. I didn't, I'm, I'm still kind of annoyed. They tried to spin it. I understand that's just part of wrestling, but mm-hmm. like that was that bad where you should have just apologized and just forgotten about it. It was that bad. Yeah. Well, that's what like the, the thing that, I thought worked the best was Eddie
1: Kingston giving his kayfabe explanation where he was like look it was just so intense that I passed out it's it's embarrassing but that's what it is because he has so much charisma i heard somebody say he could talk his way out of triple homicide like it doesn't matter yeah, you, that's you listen probably to him talking yeah. like
2: yeah all right and that was a very which funny is thing, very which is very ironic cuz he's partnered with homicide but that's a different <laughs> I didn't- So he's sitting
1: there, you know, and Dean Ambrose is wearing sunglasses at night like he's just hung over out of his mind and they're sitting around the fire drinking. I thought that was funny. I I enjoyed all that. Like I said, I thought Don Callis and Kenny Omega making light of it and like winking at it. Like I said, it was just going to become a joke on being the elite. And that's kind of what they made it. I thought that was annoying, but like they're they're bad guys. They're supposed to be annoying. I'm fine with it. Sure. I thought it was a pretty like it was a pretty decent job of of salvaging that. And you know, with Eddie Kingston, he's taking it seriously, which is kind of what I wanted to see, not just make it into a big joke if you can help it at all. Very happy to move forward whatever. I also kind of like I'll,
2: I also like the uh explanation. Now, it doesn't really make sense when you break it down, but on the surface it does of him just being like yeah, all this happened because I just got caught up with the title and it was all about that and all. That makes a lot of sense until you're like, no, he was like yeah. this for like a, six months before the title picture. He was still acting exactly the same. Yeah. So it doesn't really make sense. But as a, as a <laughs> quick explanation, it's a good one. So anyway, that's fine. Yeah. Whatever. So the only
1: the other thing I wanted to talk about, because I think this will actually impact, pun intended, where we go in aew for like the next year and like so, i always find out things that happen because you know we both have the podcast twitter on our phone so i'll get likes for tweets from the podcast account that i didn't send right so i'll know that something has happened even if i don't know exactly what right like for example i see a tweet from behind the gorilla says Well, I thought that swerve was really dumb and really unnecessary. And I thought, huh, okay. So something wild happens with this inner circle segment in the main event. Oh, yeah. So I'm sitting here and I'm watching it, and they're having their war council because you know, like half the inner circle segments have just been meetings every been
2: other week. It's yeah. it's the exact same segment with a new name every s- every other week. Which I actually, yep. it's actually really funny, but I do too. Yeah. It's a committee. It's a war council. It's a, yeah. it's a press it's a conference. It's a it's a yeah. debate. It, yeah, it's funny. Yeah.
1: So MJF comes out. The inner circle comes out. Chris Jericho says, yeah, you know, we need to shake things up a little bit. We need to add a new member. And MJF says, no, Chris, I think we need to get rid of one. You're like, eh? And then Sammy Guevara comes back out. He's been off TV for a few weeks, I think. Yep. Viewing has been sporadic on my end. Yeah, he has. He says, Chris, I need you to watch this footage. And we see footage of MJF agreeing to betray Chris Jericho, getting the rest of the inner circle on his side, getting... Getting Hager, getting the tag team who doesn't get as much time as they
2: should. Santana and
1: Ortiz. Right. (laughs) Yeah. They side with him. It looks like there's going to be a beatdown of Jericho and Guevara. And then they turn around and face MJF. And I thought, oh, I really like that. Because, of course, they wouldn't follow MJF, who just joined the group like four weeks ago. Of course, they would stick with Chris Jericho. And of course, like they talked to one another outside of wrestling. So they immediately told Jericho that's what's going to happen. Mark, I have to admit, I underestimated you because in that moment I thought, oh, well, Mark's an idiot. This was a great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, I I, I, I have a lot. I have a handful of things to break down. It's not all bad, but I just have a few issues that I would like to talk about with the whole. Well, let me explain. You know what? what Can we first? Let me let me first. Let's stop there. Because I have already issues from this. Oh, okay. Yes. The whole thing is is decent. Um, The... Okay. This is where it it falls apart. Again, AEW is... They... It's like they need... We've explained it before. They need an adult in the room. But a better explanation is they need like a script supervisor. They need someone who's like, Wait a minute. This doesn't make any sense because of this. Like... Oh, in this moment, it seems to make sense, but then it doesn't. You know, like Zack Snyder needs to hire someone like that. Um, Zack Snyder. Many needs people, a writer, many, many, period, many, but... many people like that. Actually, he just needs to stop writing anything. But anyway, yep. um, so this is the problem. Why did the Sammy Guevara thing happen at all? How did that make any sense whatsoever? Why did he leave? Why did they even do that? He just didn't show up. It, it didn't matter to anything. Why? Well, if, so no, if they all if they all knew MJF was doing this the whole time, what, why? What, what was the point of doing this big charade? If we hate Sammy Guevara, and never speak his name. What? Are, what, what? are we? Why? Why did any of so, this happen? Okay, so my
1: interpretation of this was that after Sammy Guevara, he he didn't make a move on breaking up the inner circle until Sammy was gone. So all of that was genuinely happening. He's undermining Sammy. He gets him kicked out. And then once Sammy's kicked out and after they kind of start like, you know, he was probably dropping some hints leading up to, you know, their feud for the tag belts and all that kind of stuff. But then after he and Jericho lost, that's when he was like, all right, enough of this. I'm pulling the trigger. Talk to Santana and Ortiz, talk to Hager. and was like, Hey, we're doing it. We're breaking up. And that was when they talked to Jericho. And that was when, I, I don't know, like maybe they talked to Sammy. Like that that part I'm a little sketchy on. Right, but like, right. like All of that makes sense to me that like once they realized that MJF was trying to undermine the group, that was when they reached back out to Sammy and they were like, hey, we're going to lay a trap for this guy in the main event. Wait all a minute. That, so
2: like, all I, of that was real then? That's even dumber.
1: Do you want to just – Agree to disagree on this part and then keep going because the segment's fine. not it's over. <laughs> just,
2: I, I feel like this is really sloppily done and it was only done as a swerve for the fans because it doesn't make well, any sense other than that. Like that's the only way this makes sense. Um, the other issue I have is just this is just a small nitpick that's just wrestling in general and I just wish it wouldn't happen, but I understand why. And it's the whole thing of MJF being like, all right, guys, get him. And then they slowly start walking yep. and, w- and you're like, okay, well, clearly they're about to turn around and beat up MJF. Like, as soon as it starts and they don't run right at him, because every time in wrestling, when someone beats someone else up, they run right at him and you beat them up. And if they well, if they don't do no, that, you know they're not going to do it. So I just no, wish, I wish all they needed to do is just run up and stop and turn around. That's a bigger reveal than like the slow buildup of, oh, Because then, at least for me, that surprise is gone. Like, if they go right after him, like, oh, okay, and then they stop, like, oh, that's more effective, and I like that better. So I just think it's dumb, but, like, I get, you know, it's just, they always do stuff like that in wrestling. I
1: I was thinking,
2: I mean, I I think the
1: other option and the fake out on that swerve is that, oh, okay, they're going to, you know, prolong this moment where they're about to beat up Jericho and Sammy Guevara, and somebody's going to come out. That's the other thing. Okay, yeah, that that happens
2: too. Sure, sure. But but that wasn't the case here. So it would have been more effective, I thought, if they just ran right at him and we had the reveal kind of right away, instead of that dumb build up where you know then okay, well they're not beating him up now. It it just ruins all surprise. At least just for me. Well, so up until this point, if if the show had ended with them beating up MJF.
0: Yeah.
1: I would've been like, "Hey, that was a good swerve because you yeah, all Yeah, either. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was knew fine. knew
1: that MJF was the was the young up and coming heel in the group and that eventually he's going to break them up and go yep. even farther and higher and right, hotter as right. A heel. Right. He, he never you, belonged in the as inner soon as circle. He, joined, he never like, yeah, he never right,
2: belonged we... in the inner no. circle ever. No. Like it was all just for the storyline thing and then, yeah, of course this is going to happen. That would have been fine. Even if he so, like escaped or something, like regardless but, that's that's a solid way to end it. And now you have a now you have right. a decent program you can do, and you can have you know he'll mm-hmm. be with Wardlow or whatever, and you can do so, like there's more you can do with that kind of like it was before. Sure. So, <sighs> Mark, I want to talk. We'll talk about what
1: happens here, but first I want to ask you something. Do you remember the film Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? No. OK, well, I, I don't know what you're I talking you're about, talking.
2: Harris. There's there's three Indiana Jones. movies. Yep. What is this? What uh-huh. is this? What, what are you talking about? So it's a little it's a it's a little known fourth Indiana Jones
1: movie that may or may not be canon. Uh, <laughs> so listeners at home may remember uh, there's a moment in that movie pretty early on where Mac, that classic Indiana Jones character that we all know and love from all of his adventures with Indy over the years. Uh, betrays Indy. It's a it's a twist, and he betrays Indy to the evil Russians. And Indy's like, "How could you, Mac? After all the adventures we've been on together." Through the all most non
2: obvious swerve of all time. It, it, None of us saw uh, it coming. So then, like two thirds of the way through
1: the movie, or so—I don't remember precisely—I haven't seen that movie in a while. There's another chase with the Russians. He gets tangled up with Mac again, and Mac says, "Jonesy." Just like Berlin, right? What were we in Berlin? And Indy goes, oh, "Double agents." And he's like, "That's right." And you're like, "Ah, oh, Mac, I knew you'd never actually betray Indiana Jones after all those adventures you've been on right. for so many years that we've seen you share together." Yep. And you're like, "Ah, oh, what a what a great twist, right? What what a swerve! This thing I didn't expect to happen has now happened. Caught me completely off guard with the double turn. What?" great job, writers of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. This is a flawless movie. I have no problems with it. And then, maybe six minutes of screen time later, it's revealed that no, in fact, he has betrayed Indiana Jones again, led the Russians back to his location, and he gets captured again. And Indy says, so what are you, a triple agent? And Max says, nah, I just lied about being a double one. And I gotta be honest, Mark, you and the audience are like, hey, I think you think that I'm kind of stupid. I think you have no plans when you're writing this and you're just throwing stuff at the wall for the sake of twists and seeing what sticks. And it's really kind of lazy. Anyway, that's what they did with this segment. It was a triple agent swerve. It was a crystal skull moment. Yep, MJF is doing the he, – he's such a good heel, dude. He's yes, doing he that is, great, yes, is. please don't kill me, like, like
2: crying. crying in the ring. Yeah, it's thing. great.
1: Oh, incredible. And he's about to get his comeuppance, and he says, I promise, Chris, I never wanted to be the leader of your little group because I was too busy forming my own. And then the lights go down, and then in the ring are FTR <sighs> – and Wardlow. And,
2: and then Sean they Spears. all beat up sorry? And Sean Spears.
1: <laughs> I forgot about Sean Spears.
2: Yeah. Come on,
1: man. <laughs> and Sean Spears. And then they beat up the inner circle. Yeah. And in the show by power bombing Chris Jericho off the stage. Yeah. And I just like, here's the thing. I the first swerves made sense because you knew like the first swerve almost doesn't count because you know mjf is going to betray the group and try to break them up at some point the second swerve you know mileage may vary but you know even you are like okay well if i don't like how it got there at least the result makes sense and i see why they did this to me i thought that made perfect sense and i i was fully on board with it and then you get to the third swerve and like why 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 like, I can make the second one make sense. I, I think there's a way you can explain that one. But did MJF, like, know that they wouldn't betray Chris Jericho? Because if so, why did he try to, to get them to betray Chris Jericho? And if he thought it was going to work, what was about to happen when he said, get him, boys, and then they beat up Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara? Like, was right. was the other team backstage? And would they have just been like, aw, like... What was his plan exactly? Because if I didn't know better, uh, I, I think this was just a really overcooked, overbooked and poorly thought out twist for the sake of a twist.
2: Oh, really? Is that is that well, what you think it was? I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you were right. You were right.
1: This was a dumb twist. It didn't need to happen. I, I have no problem with where we are now. I don't hate a face inner circle. I I don't think it's amazing. They're not going to be like Cody or hangman in terms of like white meat baby face, but I'm fine with it, especially because MJF will be such a good heel against them that like, it'll be really natural to root for them either way. I, I'm okay yeah. with where we are now, but like, why is, why did any of that have to happen? Why is this how we got to this? Point?
2: Because they don't know what they're doing. And yeah, the, again, it's it's starting to worry me with AEW. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've already been worried with the faction thing because it's too like I like the fa- I like the factions. It's old school and it, it makes logical sense why uh-huh. wrestlers would band together. Like it makes sense, and you'll have like you know same manager using like you know with multiple factions. Like it's all I like that, but the problem is they won't commit to anything. So every week. A new faction breaks up and forms every single week, and so it's like, how do you care anymore when this happens? how How can we care? It's every week a new one happens. A new something happens. Someone someone quits. Someone breaks up. They, we just had Eddie Kingston and Butcher and the Blade and Pinta and this. Oh no, now that's gone. Oh no, Death Triangle's back. Oh now Butcher and Blade are with Matt Hardy. It's like, what What are we doing? Why Why do we keep doing this? One. And another thing, Inner Circle should never be the baby faces. Are they going to be baby faces now? Because no, it should not happen. And I'm really going to hate it if they do that. They already did that with the Dark Order because they didn't really have a choice. And I don't, I, I just, I can't imagine that happening with the Inner Circle too. I think it'd be terrible. And, um, and then there's the thing of it. It literally makes absolutely no sense. This came out of nowhere, and like not in a good way. It literally came out yep. of nowhere where you're like, that makes absolutely no sense. When in the world did this happen? So, See, and like, I like all what? the people involved, like, I liked that faction, because that faction joined, formed last week, and uh, and then they added MJF this week, and I don't, and another thing, I don't want MJF in a faction at all, I don't like him being a part of a faction, I mean, I think he'll be fine with it, but I like him better when everyone hates him enough where he can't even be in a faction, like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I don't know, I, I don't know, it's just, I, I was not a fan. I, it might still be fine, because, again, I think everyone in that faction is great, and, and it, you know, they they could pull off, you know, some entertaining stuff, but it's honestly at the point where, like, yeah, he's, he's cried wolf too many times. How, how can I care if there's a new faction? It'll break up in three weeks. Like, the only one that hasn't is the Inner Circle. That's the only one. And uh, every other one has changed multiple times already in the year and a half of AEW, so... Nah, eh, it wasn't good. It Wasn't good. It, I mean, it, it, something might still be good coming from it, but it was. It was not good and not well done. And yeah. I don't understand why and, so many AEW like, fans thought it was.
1: I don't either, man. I I, I think the end result is good. I, I think I'm more into them as a face than you are. I think when the fans are already singing your theme song, you're already like a third of the way there. And then the fact that you're feuding yeah. with MJF. Yeah will be enough to get them there now if they go and they're like yeah we're gonna feud with Death Triangle and be valiant baby faces I'll be like no I'm probably gonna root for Pac he seems cooler they've already been doing
2: that with them too they're not supposed to be baby faces
1: it's very confusing yeah but you know either way and yeah no watching it I just I'm kind of annoyed because I was like man I was really into this yeah after the first two and you even if you're like hey I think this is a little rushed I thought they would drag out MJF like corrupting the inner circle from within the second swerve kind of saves that because you're like oh okay he pulled the trigger too early like they don't trust him enough to betray chris jericho that's a really nice touch and then they just overdid it dude because you're right they don't have an adult in the room who's like whoa 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 whoa, whoa." slow down they just Mm -hmm. thought it would be cool and tony khan was like yeah okay let's do it like that's clearly what this was yeah so Anyway, I know we said we weren't going to talk about current events a lot. I yeah. just wanted to unpack all that because I really think like <laughs> if this MJF heel faction lasts like as long as the Inner Circle did and they're running the show for like a year or more, like that I, I'm cool with that. Sure, sure. Yeah, like I and said, I it's, it's really... not
2: like the worst thing ever cuz still there could be good stuff from it, but it just was not done well. That's no. more the thing. But it, just it still seemed... could be. Yeah, yeah we'll see. But anyway, yeah. uh, it seems significant
1: enough that I wanted to talk about it. And also, I was yeah, really proud of that Indiana fair. Jones comparison because wow. you've been waiting. You've I been waiting
2: to use about. that all week.
1: I had. Well, I mean, I watched it yesterday, but yeah, for the last like 12 hours or so.
2: Yeah. Oh, OK, well, whatever. Um, anyway. All right. That's all I got. We're good. We can hop into the topic now. Time to get into the topic now. Okay, so for this this little this little angle, started uh, about April nineteenth, two thousand and four. Now, to be honest, we haven't been in two thousand four okay. very much. Like I, I did yeah. kind of realize that I was like, oh, we, that that's not a year we've we've spent a lot of time in because it's a pretty good one for the most part. <laughs> that's why. But uh, cool. so um, all right, Kane. Kane had been in a full he'd been like a full-fledged monster, like big time heel Kane like de- demonic, you know, type type of character and so uh he said he he's he thought he was being kind of soft, so he's he's getting back to kind of being a monster and he's looking for mm-hmm. a sacrifice. So he so he comes <laughs> As out one does. Right, of course. So he comes out during a mixed tag match that involves Matt Hardy and Lita. Now, they're not on the same team. They're actually on opposite teams cuz they had already broken up at some point. I I didn't go past that. They're, the Matt Lita thing, it's there's it's been a lot, um, as you'll find out. But um, anyway, so he's going after Lita. Kane's going after Lita. Well, Matt kind of takes exception to this. So even though he wasn't with her and they kind of had a falling out, well, he he wants to, he goes to help her, and so he goes to attack Kane to protect her. But of course, Kane just obliterates him. And, uh, but, but Kane does leave Lita alone. He kind of glares at her creepily, but, but he does leave. So the next week on raw, uh, Lita wins a tag match and, uh, Kane comes out again and assaults her again. And he's just acting real creepy. I mean, he's like cornering her, stroking her hair, smelling her like just as creepy as the human being could possibly be to another human being. And uh, at the last second, though, Lita's able to slip out and escapes and runs backstage and she's running through the backstage area and Matt comes up to her and and he's trying to comfort her and, uh, you know, trying to say, you're all, you know, you're all right now and all this stuff. And, and he says he has a match with Kane and he's going to make him pay. Nope. Kane appears and beats the crap out of Matt just immediately because, uh-huh. of course, Kane went yeah. after Lita like they just didn't expect, I guess. Uh, but the match is still slated to happen. So Kane comes out and, you know, Matt Hardy's music comes out. And no Matt Hardy because, you know, he's been uh-huh. beat up, but keeps going. And then eventually Matt does come out. He's, he's limping. You know, he's holding his ribs. He's all beat up, but he's going to come to the ring anyway. And Kane just obliterates him again, just immediately. Just done. And as Chokeslam him like, you know, three, four times, won't pin him. just Just toying with him and he's going to tombstone him. But Lita shows up and is pleading with him to stop. And so, of course, he drops Matt and just goes right after Lita, corners her, and just just kisses her right in the corner. It's very, very strange. And then he just walks out of the ring. And uh, I guess Matt wins via countout. They didn't really finish the match. It just, it was over. So I'm assuming Matt Hardy wins this match, but... um... Anyway, the next week, Matt is on uh, the, hi- the highlight reel with Chris Jericho, and he's he's talking about his past relationship with Lita. And um, he calls out Kane, because he's not happy with what Kane's been doing. But then, Kane doesn't appear on the screen, but Lita appears on the screen. And it's a close-up of her, and she says she, she never loved Matt, and uh, she's found someone else. And she's crying and and looks kind of scared, and, and then just stops and says i can't i can't do this i can't do this matt please please help please help i'm trapped in the basement and we pull out and you just see her tied to a chair in the basement and kane's just standing beside her cameraman clearly just being a part of this like, yeah in the room yeah right we're, we're, <laughs> we're watching a woman be kidnapped and the camera's just like huh ah, it's a good shot right here it's like oh come on and uh and Kane's sitting there he's stroking her hair still and and he just looks at her and says you should not have done that and then looks at the camera and smiles and Matt Hardy just snaps and just runs backstage trying to find her and he eventually does and, and unties her I don't know why Kane just left her there but but he did and um, so that ends that segment so now the next week Matt Hardy has a match with Val Venus one of our other favorites on the show oh man and uh, but but Kane appears on the screen again and before the match even gets underway, and we find out he's already beating up Val Venus backstage, and then he says um, that he told Lita what he wanted, and he wants an answer in one week. So, so Lita has one week to respond to whatever he he asked her. So the next week, can I just interrupt? For, sure, for sure, sure, sure. Go, quick. go, go for it
1: the human resources department at wwe is absolutely hilarious because in any other job you could be like hey my co is being really creepy and maybe they resolve the situation maybe they don't but you can at least talk to somebody about it i just love that in wrestling vince mcmahon's companies in particular he's like a very laissez-faire boss
2: he's like very. "Yeah, just
1: let him sort it out it's fine <laughs> Despite oh the attitude of the cameraman too. The cameraman's like, yeah. "Look, I've seen wilder stuff than this. I'm just gonna keep shooting. I'm not gonna help. Like, absolutely <sighs> not.
2: Yeah, of course it's not. Gr- <laughs> uh, yeah, we're just this getting is started. Like, this is
1: great content. He's sexually harassing his co We're
2: we're Let's just put
1: it in the main event in a talk show spot.
2: We're just getting started. We're we're just Excellent. getting started. Um, so uh, the next week, Kane comes on screen during Lita's match. Lita has a match a match with Trish and uh you know that distracts her and so lee or trish is able to cheat and win and um uh so he says that she better have the right answer for him later tonight and uh kane kane has a match later against valvenus cuz you know when you beat someone up backstage you know, you have a match with them the next week. That's the way it works. That's the one thing I, I respect about everything through this angle. Every time something happens, it's like a match scheduled the next week. I'm like, okay, good. This is a logical way way we're, we're supposed to go about things.
1: You gotta uh, work it out. I, right. There was a wrestling writer I follow once who said he always wanted to see a guy who had just, like, in in kayfabe wasn't supposed to be a title contender but had just figured out that <laughs> if he interrupts john cena's promo enough times he'll get a title match right with him at the next pay-per-view and just does it like week after week after, <laughs> week, after week and john cena's like visibly confused but he's just cracked uh, the code that's kind of what this feels like
2: that that's fair that's fair um so anyway kane has a match with val venus not much of a match he's beating the crap out of him <clears throat> And, uh, but, but, but Matt Hardy comes out and attacks Kane. He grabs a chair and goes after him. However, it does not go well for Matt. Kane gets the upper hand again and beats up Matt Hardy. And he puts Matt's neck in the chair and is just crushing it with his boot. When Lita comes running out, begging him to stop. And then she says her answer is yes. Kane grabs her and embraces her very creepily again. And then just leaves and leaves them in the ring. And uh, then, completely unrelated, Kane is in the uh, main event battle royal for the number one contender and wins. Um, <laughs> that's another thing. There's like, sure, there's yeah. like, there's like three other side stories that are unrelated that happen at the same time with Kane. Um, this was a very big time period for Kane, and uh, so the next week, Matt is still concerned with Lita, and but she says that she she loves him, but. Matt's confused because he's been trying to text her and try to call her for all week and she hasn't been responding to him. But uh but she says that doesn't, you know, I've just been trying to figure things out and it's okay and I've, you know, I realize that I do love you. And so they're gonna go out. And she goes into her, her locker room to to get, you know, to get ready, and then all of a sudden, boom, there's Kane just standing in there. And uh she asks what he's doing here, and that and she says, I thought this was over. And he says, it is very creepily again i i need to stop qualifying with that because it just goes without saying at this point everything kane does is done very creepily so i don't have to keep saying that it would be wild if
1: he was like oh it is And just walked away.
2: Yeah. No, it's like, (laughs) oh, it is. And just stands there and leering and everything as she like slowly backs out. And again, the cameraman is in there this whole time. Yeah, (sighs) Is this the point in Kane's career where he had two different colored eyes? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. I knew it. (laughs) Where he has the one white contact in. Yeah. Yeah. That is during this period. Um, I did notice that. Um, So she leaves and then goes out with Matt. So, for the next few weeks, nothing much happens because Kane is in a feud with Chris Benoit for the world title because he's the number one contender. And uh, and Lita actually wrestled for the women's title at one of the pay-per-views. Um, so, some other stuff's going on. So, after this bad blood pay-per-view, Kane is mad because he lost his title match with Benoit. And uh, Eric Bischoff is the leader of Raw at the time. So, he's in there threatening Bischoff and that he that he isn't the immediate number one contender again. Um <laughs> He wants to wrestle again for the title, and so Kane just destroys Bischoff's office. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H have been in a feud, and so they had a uh, big match at... Um, I think they had a number one contender match at Bad Blood. I think that's what their match was, and and Shawn Michaels won, so they're in the ring and uh, during this talking segment, and um, Kane, of course, comes out and then just is going to go after uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, but Triple H very smartly. This is peak heel Triple H. And Triple H just like, nope, and just leaves the ring. He's like, nope, no part of any of this. And then he beats the crap out of Shawn Michaels, just bloodies him and just destroys him. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, anyway, later, Matt and Lita are in a mixed tag match with uh, Trish and Tomko, and uh, they win the match. And then later in the show, Lita is seen backstage. She looks kind of nervous. She's kind of sitting at her, in front of her locker and looking very nervous. And then the camera zooms out and you see she's holding a pregnancy test. So she then goes into the bathroom with it. Later in the show, Stacy Keebler is looking for Lita because she wants to borrow her elbow pads. because What? I guess she I guess she doesn't have any. And I have um,
1: more questions about that than I do this entire angle. But why? Up until I, I just Well so many questions, right? Like one I, I mean like the other stuff is ridiculous obviously but like you come to expect that given the nature of this show and the nature of wrestling in general why did they even why did you need an excuse to look for her why did the writers be like no 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 we need to think this through
2: yeah it's you not know? just it, it's not just has the, has the women's the motivation it's not just the women's locker room where everybody is running into everybody all the time right. we need like a an extra reason a uh, you know, reason anyway. i mean i
1: guess look it could be worse because if this was in 1998, she would have just been like needing to borrow a bra or something. I mean, that's I guess was Well, I mean, you this know. is
2: still during that same. You know, that oh. that still would be plausible. I could assume, at this this uh, time period as well. But anyway, um, so that's what's happening, and then of course Lena is very distraught, and and she reveals to Stacy that that she's pregnant, and Stacy is super happy for her. She's like, "Oh, that's great for oh. you and Matt," and you know, this is. This is a great thing, but Lita's like, yeah, just don't, don't tell anybody. I'll, I'll talk to Matt later and that kind of whole thing. Uh, so you the next too, week, man, don't tell anybody, right, right. And everybody watching, um, right. the next week, Stacy runs into Matt backstage and congratulates him on, on the pregnancy. Now I fully expected Matt to be like, Hmm, what, what are you talking about? Cause that's, that's <laughs> normally the way this works. No, he already knew right. she did tell him. I was like, Oh, oh well, that's good. Okay. Nice. That makes more in sense. In the six days between shows. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, and then Matt asks her if she can keep a secret. So Stacy is the token secret keeper of this storyline. And um right. he says that he's gonna propose <laughs> to her. Um, so that's that's apparently gonna happen. So he goes out to the ring and 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 Lita comes out and and he proposes to her in the ring. And she's super happy and she's about to answer. Now again, it's one of those, huh? I wonder why she's waiting so long to say yes type things. Because, of course, oh, here's Kane comes up on the screen and he's like, wait a minute. There's something that uh, that uh, she should tell Matt first. She's like, well, if if you if she won't tell you, then I will. And that the baby is his. Because, of course, it is.
1: Of Of course, course
2: it is. is. Yeah. Matt's mad. he's He's calling him a liar. And then Kane just says, hey. Just ask Lita. Matt turns to Lita, who's just crying in the ring, and it, it seems like uh, there might be some truth to this. The uh, general reaction from Lita. So Matt is just beside himself. Now, to be fair, I will give Matt Hardy credit. Matt Hardy's a pretty good wrestling actor. Like, I, he, he actually is, If it if it lends itself. He's good at going over the top with things which again works in wrestling mm-hmm. acting like Eric Bischoff says it all the time he's like wrestling is not the place for nuance like nuance and storytelling doesn't work in wrestling which is one thing i wish mm-hmm. AEW knew a little bit more but um uh so matt's good at that kind of over the top acting right. like where it wouldn't that really concept- it wouldn't be that great if it was like in an actual show or something but it's actually mm-hmm. pretty effective and pretty good in in a wrestling context uh, yeah, that that concept exists. I
1: mean, I wasn't like an actor, actor or anything, but I did one high school play my senior year, kind of like a bucket list thing. Yeah. And that concept exists there, too. It's the same idea, like the same way they a lot of wrestling moves are exaggerated mm-hmm. because you want the person in the top row of Madison Square Garden to see what you're doing yep. or see that your leg hurts. It's the same thing. You just have to project your emotions. And he's it's it's a weird distinction, but I think that's why so many wrestlers can't make it in traditional entertainment like movies yeah, or TV and yeah. vice versa because it's a very different skill set
2: it is it, it is a very different skill set but um but it works and he he commits really well to stuff as we know with how many times he's changed characters mm-hmm. and stuff I, I just think he's really good at it um and like he sells this really well he sells all this this whole storyline he sells it really well um but anyway So uh, Matt's just beside himself with this, and he leaves, just leaves the ring, and Lita's chasing after him, following him backstage, and Lita says that she did it to protect Matt. He said, he said Kane told her just to do this, and he'd leave him alone, so, but Matt doesn't care, he's hurt, leaves. Um, And then over the next several several weeks, his uh, feud, or the kind of feud between these three kind of keeps going on, and there's... Like, constant interference with matches. Um, He's interfering in Kane's matches, attacking him and stuff like that. And so they're building up to a match between the two. That's fair. Right, right. It is. (laughs) And uh, so at Vengeance, it's going to be Kane versus Matt. And uh, there's still a question as to whose baby it is. Because that's one thing Lita said, too. She's like, well, it still could be yours. So now now we have that going. She can't tell. Right. Yeah. So, so wait, um,
1: presumably, sorry, this is a little. Oh, no, go for this it. This is a little colorful, but I just want to make this clear. I don't know if they make it clear. So was the deal Kane made? Hey, I'll stop beating up on your boyfriend if you have sex with me. Right. That's clearly I, I what think happened.
2: So, here. yes, yes, that is yeah. what it's. Implied. OK, so they
1: haven't come out and said that. Though. No, you just, but that is what you have it's to explain implied. that to your little nine year old when they're like, what are they talking about, dad? You're like, huh? <laughs> well, OK, that's what I thought. I just wanted to. I yeah. just wanted to put it out there, just make it clear that's what's happening on this yes on this television show at this point. Excellent. All right, great. Let's keep going.
2: Uh, all right. So at Vengeance, they they have a pretty brutal match, and um, Kane though pretty much dominates the whole match as he's been doing. Kane's this big monster, and but Matt's kind of just surviving. He'll get some counter offense every now and then, but uh, eventually Kane grabs the steel steps, and uh, he's just gonna obliterate Matt Hardy. But Lita comes out. She comes out begging him to stop. And then, uh, you know, in that distraction, of course, helps Matt win. Which is actually a pretty cool finish. Because uh, Kane then turns back around with the steel steps. And Matt has picked up a chair and hits the steel steps back into Kane's face. And then gets the pin. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. That was a pretty good finish. I, I like that. It looked good. Uh, and so Matt wins. Matt beat, Matt beat Kane. And uh, backstage... Uh, she, you know, but he's still kind of not talking to Lita and Lita's saying she was trying to help him, but Matt's not happy that she put herself in harm's way, like being pregnant and everything. So he said that she needs to stay away from the ring and, and probably stay away from him for her own safety. So the next night, more highlight reel. There's a lot of highlight reel in this. A lot, a lot no, of Jericho highlight say, reel. I love the idea
1: of Chris Jericho just kind of watching all of this happen from the background like, whoa. Uh, we're talking
2: about this on the show. Yeah, it's <laughs> – yeah. yeah, I like it. Uh, so the next night, Kane and Lita come on. Jericho has them both come on, and Kane is mad at Lita. And – oh, uh, you know, actually Kane came out first, and so he's mad at Lita, and he call, calls her down to the ring. And she, somehow, for some reason, she comes to the ring. And um, she says that she's done being scared of him. She's done being afraid, and she's not going to be the victim anymore. Kane swears that he's going to make Matt suffer. You know, he might not be able to do anything to Lita because she could be carrying his kid, but mm. he's going to make Matt suffer. Lita has some strong words for Kane, saying he'll never be the man Matt is. And this sends Kane over the edge, and he just starts to destroy the set. Again, this is happening a lot with Kane. Like, he destroyed Bischoff's office, now he's destroying. Highlight reel set. Uh, Jericho takes <laughs> Jericho takes exception to it and is like, no. And so goes after Kane for wrecking his set. And then, of course, they have a match later on in the show. Because, again, it makes sense. That's amazing. Uh, but yeah, that made me laugh. Like, he goes to, like, destroy the Jeritron. And Jericho's like, no. <laughs> the sanctity uh, of the highlight reel. It's very funny. Uh, so they continue to build this feud all the way to SummerSlam. And uh, we got a stipulation, Harris, because who doesn't love a good stipulation? Now, okay, you know what? What do you think the stipulation of this match is going to be? Just, just off the top of your I head. Mean, I mean, was, I, I was really hoping
1: for, like, a custody of the unborn child match, sort of like uh, okay. Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio had. I'm going to guess it's more of a pregnancy test on a pole sort of situation.
2: No, no, not even. No, no, no. Uh, Kane convinces Lita to agree to marry the winner of the match. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. So this wow. is literally for her hand in marriage. That's that's what this match is Boy, for. Boy, we have you, I think the the name, the name of I know. The name of the match is called Till Death Do Us Part match. Like that's what that's, it's called. That was so unnecessary. I Lita. know why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. But for some reason she <laughs> agrees to this. man we just flew right past Yeah. everything I was thinking about. Yep. Oh yeah. And uh okay, well Yep. So anyway, now we're in the go home show the week before SummerSlam and and Lita says she has something very important to talk to Matt about. Now, me watching this, I'm like, oh, this is where she is like, uh, by the way, the winner of this match, you know, is going to, you know, that that's where I think this is going. One thing, <laughs> this is not following most of the logic that I've learned from wrestling. I will give it credit to that. Mm. No, Matt already knows that. What she has to tell him is she did a paternity test with the baby, and it's not Matt's; it's Kane's. Great. Already, we're just already going to do that. I, f- I feel like th- they, this could have been a bigger segment. Some like with something it else should like it should have been like Kane's DNA on the pole match or
1: something. You know, like you got to yeah, get his yeah. you got to get his hair to test him for the baby. I don't. <laughs> He's bald. I guess you can't do that. that I'm just saying. There's uh, that's like really funny. That's really funny. Here, where she's like sneaking up behind him, trying to like
2: do. Yeah, a but cheek this is a serious something. angle, Harris. This is a serious angle. <laughs>
1: oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't respecting the we, we've sanctity We've already of had coerced
2: rape, past. basically. So. Kidnapping and and coerced uh, sexual relations. So, no, this is a serious angle, Harris. Uh, Okay. So putting all that aside, what a terrible thing to tell the man you love
1: before he fights a wrestling match, right? For your hand in marriage, like read the room, Lita. Just
2: maybe he was going to lose anyway, and then you could just you wouldn't have to worry about it. But oh man, oh well. So then, of course, they have a contract signing. And uh, it doesn't really matter. Just Matt. Does Lita up.
1: have to sign that too? Or yes, she does.
2: Okay, well that's good. And um, they, you know, they fight, and Matt actually gets the better of Kane, beating kind of beating him up. Contract signing. So now it's SummerSlam time. Winner marries Lita with Kane's baby. Just the fact is that this, that sentence is for real is just mind boggling.
1: Now this is sorry, I don't mean to keep interrupting. Is this SummerSlam of '04? Yes, this point? it is. Is that the one with the Eddie Guerrero match or is that a different year?
2: No, no, no. That with the uh, Rey Mysterio Eddie, that was the next yeah. year. That was oh five. Oh I was I like, think. man, what a coincidence no. that would be. Yeah, that would be though. If that that, was that was would that be. <laughs> this is where they probably um. got the idea for it. Um Yeah, it's true. Uh, so anyway, the match the match is fine. You know, it's it's a solid mid mid card pay-per-view match, as you kinda would expect. And um, mm-hmm. but eventually Kane brings Matt to the top rope and he hits just this massive choke slam and he gets the win. Kane is going to marry Lita who is pregnant Great. with his forced sexual child. Mhm. Great. This is where Great. we've gotten to. With the, this is a real storyline. Great. Someone wrote this. And and not in 1999 or 2000
1: either. That's what blows my mind about.
2: Oh no, WWE was the same all the way until like oh, yeah, I know. 8 like 07 Yeah. Eight. remember they had Kelly Kelly stripping in 06 for ECW, as I mean, a nineteen I don't remember year old. That, but yeah, <laughs> somehow the age does make it a lot worse. It does, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Even though you know <laughs> technically it doesn't, it still kind of does. When I'm like, yeah, yeah, anyway, like, um,
1: that's one of those things where yeah. when you watch it in your thirteen, you're like, well, yeah, nineteen is really right, old, and now we're like, jeez, like. Go to college.
2: What are you doing? I'm pretty sure she's the youngest <laughs> female performer in WWE, or definitely was at the time. Anyway, oh, that doesn't matter. Oh that's, a whole, anyway, that's a whole different... Anyway, yeah, that that honestly should that should be a whole separate topic, if <laughs> we're being honest. The, the Kelly Kelly Mike Knox stripper thing was a... Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, anywho, let's skip ahead to two weeks. Two weeks later, because you know what this is, Harris. This is the wedding episode. Woo! Because everyone loves wrestling weddings. Yeah, what could go wrong? Yeah, it's AEW's best segment of all time. Um, Alright, Kane and Lita getting married. So, here we are. It's, this is the main event of the show. The ring, Harris, is all white. Literally, every single thing is white. The microphone stands. There's a piano player and a cellist. The cello is white. The piano is. White. Oh, I thought
1: you were gonna say the everything. piano player is white.
2: Well, they were too. They yeah, they were. Both the musicians <laughs> were white. <laughs> speaking of speaking, of which everything is white, like to a ridiculous degree. Like like someone went in and just hosed down this whole thing with white paint. That's what it looks like. Um. So you know the ministers there. The minister's standing at the at the altar and
1: well sure because we have to make sure that this union is valid in the eyes of god right right we gotta have the minister you can't have a wedding without a minister do you think they explained the situation to him was he cool with this or was part of the deal that we're we're getting
2: we're getting to this um because i have my doubts whether he was aware of what was going to take place um so of course we have the ring bearer who shows up and it's a little person and a flower girl that shows up, and that's also a little person, because just uh, Vincent sure. finds little people hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. the The musicians that you know they've been kind of playing, and now they start playing Kane's theme song as Kane comes out, <laughs> which that's great, that's awesome. I'm like, yes, good- that should always happen.
0: Um, yeah, that's a it's great just,
2: touch. It, it's funny hearing Cane's like na 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 like that theme played on a cello mm-hmm. and a piano. It's it's <laughs> it's great. And he is wearing all white, and I literally mean all white it's like bow tie, shirt, cuffs, link, everything, completely white. Um, so he stands there at the altar, and you know, then they start playing. Here comes the bride, and here comes Lita, and she is not wearing white. She's wearing all black. Mm. And uh, K- earlier in the show, Kane had given her this white dress to wear. So she's specifically like, nope, I'm Ooh, going uh. to a funeral. I'm wearing black. And Kane is pissed. He is not happy. He's sitting there seething, looking at her. Uh, so anyway, she gets down there and, and the minister begins his spiel. But um, he uh, he says before they keep going, there's there's another man. Who has something that he wants to say? So all the crowd's right. like, "Ooh, oh, here it comes!" I... And of course, it's Eric Bischoff. <laughs> Surprise! Sure, Harris. He's yeah. also wearing all white. Everything: bow tie, uh... shirt, jacket, pants, shoes—all of it. Um, he goes to a podium that is all white. That's up on the stage now. Why there's a podium up on the stage, I don't know, but for some reason there is. And he reads from the Bible. He reads this passage about love, you know, and stuff like that. And that's it. That's all he does. Oh. Then he leaves, and you're just like, okay, well, I don't know what the point of that was. <laughs> and uh, all right, <laughs> moving on now, I guess. And uh, the minister, <laughs> the minister is like, yeah, well, I don't know Cain or Lita personally, but it's very clear to me that you have a very unique relationship. Which is uh, putting it quite, you know, that that's putting it mildly. I think he's on to something. He's on to something there. <laughs> uh, so to illustrate this, though, this this relationship, apparently, that the groom has put together a video, a, re- a video displaying his love for uh, for Lita. So now we cut the screen, and it's a music montage of basically the whole angle plays out like <laughs> this horror love story with the dopiest slow music possible playing in the background and showing no. Lita just being tormented constantly by Kane is, is the music sincere like is yes it really sweet <laughs> yes it is and you're just seeing just That's her funny. being kidnapped by Kane and 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 tortured by Kane and all this now it's time for the wedding vows Kane is first and he says that at first he he saw her just as an instrument to carry his seed but now he sees her as his personal property, and she will never taste freedom again. Aww. Now Kane seems to be actively admitting to crimes at this point, but but <laughs> sure, I guess I guess if it's part of vows, it doesn't count. Now the this is the best part. The minister is like all of us, and he's clearly very very uncomfortable and very disturbed <laughs> with how this is playing out. So he's like kind of stuttering and <clears throat> he's like, uh, 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 okay. Um, Lita, do you have anything you want to say? Now, Harris, I'm going to quote her entire vows. She says, I hate you, Kane, more than life itself. You are a vile, horrible man with no soul. And even though I have no choice, but to marry you, I want to make it clear that I love and I will always love Matt Hardy. The only joy I have now in life isn't is um, is hoping and praying for you to suffer a horrible accident resulting in your painful and immediate death. I sincerely hope you rot in hell in quote. Now, Harris, this is one of the best insult tirades in wrestling history and the writer that wrote that deserves a bonus as does lita for nailing the delivery it is one of my favorite things i've ever seen and it's the best wedding thing ever in wrestling it is brilliant
1: I'm just imagining the minister while all of this is going on. Yep, he's
2: very, very uncomfortable, and it is just, it makes it so much better. It's it's awesome. Like, that is so good. Like, just the line, the only joy I have now in life is hoping and praying for you to suffer a horrible accident resulting in your painful and immediate death. I sincerely (laughs) hope you rot in hell. Might be the best insult ever in wrestling. That's...
1: It's very, like, I award you no points and make God have mercy yes, on your Yes,
2: that's souls. the delivery. That, that literally miracle. is yeah. – no, that, that is her delivery. Exactly. It is that. <laughs>
0: that's incredible.
2: That's so good. <laughs> it's just the most deadpan, straightforward, matter-of-fact delivery ever, and it's awesome. Like, props to Lita. She <laughs> nails it. It is great. That's when I was watching this wedding segment. I'm like, eh, this is – you know, it's not the worst wedding segment. There's a couple of interesting things. And then, then she did that. And I was like, OK, that was amazing.
1: <laughs> I think this is the only I mean, I think the reason this works, this is the only wedding segment I can think of where there's actual drama in the relationship. Because every other wrestling wedding is like, here's two people. They're happy. Shenanigans will inevitably ensue at some point. And it's just a matter of killing time until. You know, Rusev bursts out of the cake or Miro bursts out of the cake or like whatever happens, happens. But in this case, the drama is actually in these two people and not in whatever is going to inevitably interrupt them. So,
2: well, don't don't get too ahead of yourself. But so so far excited to see where we go. Uh, I will say it doesn't get better than that. Like and there's there's more there's plenty. Okay. We got a lot more to go and we got some good stuff still to go. But this is the okay. highlight for me of this whole thing was that okay. that rant by Alita is just brilliant. Um, so um. anyway, so Kane is just sitting there through this whole time, just seething, like almost mm-hmm. like drooling just with this grimace. <laughs> He's just like. Just honestly, the best word is seething. That's always what he does. Like That's the best description of it. He then stops and smiles and says, that was lovely. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. I was like, this is so good. Uh, The minister is just hilariously uncomfortable. Like, he's like, I want to get out. Like, that is his face and body language. He's like, I want to go home. And so he's like, "Uh, we should uh, we should proceed to the end. (laughs) <laughs> he says, if uh, if there's anyone who feels that they should not be joined, speak now and forever hold your peace. And the whole crowd just starts kind of getting Nancy. <laughs> Lita is like looking around, like waiting. We're like, all right, where's Matt? Where's Matt? Nope. Trish's laugh comes across the speakers and out comes Trish Stratus wearing white lingerie. <laughs> yeah. What? well they've been feuding remember like oh okay. a little bit again like i said there was a lot of other side feuds going on during this ha- harris and so oh, trish I and guess. lita had been feuding also um, yeah.
1: does trish not understand that she doesn't want to get married like that's well that's the kind of thing you would do if you're feuding with someone and she's marrying matt hardy no 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 you, you okay.
2: haven't let me finish okay. she comes finish. out and she says she's not here to break up the wedding, but to show support. Mm-hmm. She's here to be Lita's maid of honor. <laughs> and she even wore white for the uh, for, for all of this, even though she knows Lita is unable to wear white. And uh, she says everything will be fine marrying Kane. And all she has to do is open her heart like she has opened her legs. Yep.
0: And, there uh, it is.
2: Lita goes there right after is. Trish Stratus, just straight on catfight, all down the ramp. And Kane walks over, pulls Lita off, and kind of rushes her back up, that, or he brings her back up to the to the altar. And the minister, the minister just, <laughs> he's so he's so confused, and he's just like, it, "It would be best for all of us if we could conclude this ceremony." <laughs> so he just goes, "All right, Lita, you you take." Kane to be her your husband and she kind of pauses and says says I do but before Kane can answer oh yeah blares with Matt Hardy's music he doesn't come down the ramp he comes in from behind attacks Kane grabs Mark. hits a twist of fate just beats Kane up leaves him there on the side of the ramp grabs Lita and is taking her away but fire explodes on the stage Blocking them from escaping. And Kane goes over and just beats up Matt Hardy and ends up choke slamming him off the stage and through the floor. He then grabs Lita, drags her back into the ring, tells the minister to finish it. And then he asks Kane. Kane says, I do. They're pronounced husband and wife. Kane kisses her. And there you have it, Harris. Kane and Lita are married. (laughs) Now, I blame Matt Hardy for waiting till way too long. To Mm -hmm. to make his appearance, Mm -hmm. but I'm happy he did because we got to watch all that. Harris, wedding segments are notoriously horrible in wrestling. Like, we all know this. Mm -hmm. This is one of the best ones I've ever seen. Now, to be fair, that's a very, (laughs) very, very low bar. But it ain't bad. It ain't bad. Uh, You know, it's no Eric Bischoff ripping the face, you know, uh, being the Jewish minister and with the gay wedding with Chuck and Billy. It's not quite that level. That, that's about – I don't think that's a bar that can ever be topped when it comes that's to wrestling weddings. That's
1: one of the weirdest weddings. things I've ever seen in the entire course of
2: doing this show. Yes. And <laughs> it, it is probably the most unexpected wrestling thing since Hulk Hogan turned to the NWO. Um, <laughs> if we're being honest because it made no sense. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, there we go. They're married. The next week on Raw, Kane. Kane says he has a surprise for Lita. The surprise is a fake Hardy family with four people that are clearly not Hardys and are clearly random uh, weirdo jobbers. And Kane introduces them. It's Pat Hardy, Nat Hardy, Rat Hardy, and of course, Fat Hardy. (laughs) Kane then beats them all up and leaves them laying in the ring. I don't know why this happened, but for some reason it did. Um, Over the next few weeks... No, go hang ahead, on, hang on, hang on.
1: I'm sure. sorry. I'm sorry. I just need to. <laughs> I think that's the like. I love that in wrestling. There's just some absolute hot nonsense that will inevitably happen that you can dismiss as mind games. I think that might be the dumbest case of mind games I've ever heard in wrestling. Number yeah. one, you've already married her, dude. Like the psychological yeah. damage is done. I don't know. You're just st- stunting at this point. This is just a victory lap. Number I, two, I say it wasn't. Say he's still feuding with Matt Hardy and he's trying to like get in his head or something, and then he does this. How can Matt Hardy have any other reaction other than, yeah, OK, Like I don't – that's not actually my family. I don't know those guys. Those are just four random guys. I have a – was Fat Hardy actually fat or was it just a
2: – Oh, no, he was fat.
1: Just, oh, OK. well, yeah, big time. Uh, this, that. That's powerful uh, Jerry Lawler and his – miniature Kings energy like stinky and yeah, but it would have made more sense if like he was
2: feuding with Matt Hardy right now right Matt Hardy's been knocked out and you know is in the hospital from Kane's attack right and even again even still like it's
1: they're not actually his family that's not actually Matt Hardy he already beat up Matt Hardy I don't see how beating up fat Hardy is gonna be any additional psychological damage but
2: anyway I'm sorry continue I just I I had to it's fine it's fine (laughs) Um, so over the next few weeks, Lita keeps interfering in Kane's matches, helping his opponents. Like you know, She doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, so now though, we we take it to a whole another level, and and this is more of the thing that I remembered. Like this is what started the feud. We haven't even gotten to the part that I actually was researching in the first place. Um, on the September 13th episode of Raw, again, remember this started in April. We're now in September, and uh, Raw, you know. It's an episode of Raw, and Kane is, well, he's wrestling a newcomer, Gene Snitsky. Now, Harris, I don't know if you're familiar with Snitsky, but uh, he he was, at the time, was, was brand new. He was still training at OVW, but he was really just being brought up for this one match, and he's a big dude, you know, 300 pounds, muscle guy, big guy. Right. And uh so he's wrestling in a, in a no DQ match and this is Bischoff trying to appease Kane cuz Kane's really mad at him cuz he had lost another title match recently. And so he's he's like I'll 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 let you wrestle. I'll serve a guy up to you just on on a platter. I'm ser- you know, I'm just okay, you, you, yeah. it's a no DQ you can do whatever you want with him. And um so Kane's just, you know, Kane's beating him up and they're using chairs and a bunch of stuff and at one point Kane is going to crush Bischoff's throat with a chair. But Lita comes out and stops him. Why? I have no idea. But for some reason, she does. Uh, So Kane's distracted. You know, Lita's in the ring and trying to stop Kane. And unbeknownst to either of them, Snitsk has gotten up, grabs the chair, hits Kane in the back with the chair, and he then falls on Lita. She is now in a lot of pain. She's holding her stomach. It's not looking good. Paramedics come out to help her. So the next week, we find out Lita's been in the hospital all week. And uh, they've been trying to save the baby. Uh, they don't have updates yet. But uh, they're going to talk with Snitsky. They're going to talk to Snitsky. <laughs> JR and Lawler have him. And they're going to interview him. And, and he says what happened wasn't his fault. You know, he, he he was just in a match. He he didn't know what was going on. And sure. uh, then we cut to hospital where Todd Phillips is going to interview Kane about Lita's condition. And Kane says it, it's looking bleak. It's about a 50-50 shot right now. Kane's real distraught, real sad. And Kane said Snitsky is a dead man. Uh, so later, we cut back to the hospital several times throughout the whole show. And eventually, doctors there, and they say they did everything they could, but they have lost the baby. And Kane is just going ballistic, just seething, going nuts. He almost kills the doctors, and he just has this meltdown. Like, it is a grand fashion meltdown, Harris. Like, there's there's a lot of no's. There's a lot of no's like this is a historic like if there was like a class on the most over the top and terrible possible way to do a a meltdown like all props to uh to Kane man Kane's great and the guy's great this is one of the worst things i've ever seen like it's like darth vader and revenge of the sith times about 9 million that's like, exactly what i was that about that looks to like an oscar winning performance doctors. no that's like that's like a oscar winning <laughs> performance compared to this it's it's hilarious it is up. it is a hilariously terrible over the top meltdown um so anyway, a few incredible. weeks later, Snitsky has kind of been going through his thing of, you know, it's not, it's not my fault. I, you know, I didn't know what that that's his like kind of becomes kind of his catchphrase. Um but Snitsky's gonna be interviewed by JR in the ring. So of course he comes to the ring pushing a baby stroller. Whoa! Whoa! Yep.
1: Whoa. Yikes, he, uh, dude. That's yep. way over the line. What on earth?
2: Okay. Yep. He uh <laughs> Oh, we we haven't even gotten started. Um, he he lifts it in the ring, and and you know he goes over to Jr. and Jr. start starts to ask him a question. He just goes, "Shh, shh. baby, sleeping." Dude. And uh, so anyway, he he keeps saying, you know, it wasn't my fault. I didn't I didn't have anything to do with this. I didn't know what was going on. You know, Kane comes to the ring. Snitsky then pulls a lead pipe out of the baby stroller. And attacks Kane with it, just obliterates him, leaves him bleeding and bloody in the ring. So, uh, you know, because naturally, that's where the feud would go. It would be them two, of course, because Kane's blaming him for the loss of his unborn baby. Miscarriage sure. angles are always a great idea. And uh, Yeah, absolutely. Lita, at this point, has, like, softened to Kane and, like, actually wanted the baby. And so she's also oh, mad at God. Snitsky for this whole thing. Okay, I was going to say. So now Kane is the babyface in this scenario. No, We've taken a no, turn here. No. No, not not really, but Not quite. No, okay. It's it's a no win scenario thing right now. Um So anyway, at Taboo Tuesday, Snitsky has a match with Kane and just destroys Kane. Like like it's almost a squash match. Like he just obliterates him and and ends up crushing his throat with a steel chair. Uh which actually they wrote off Kane for a few months. Because he had to go film a movie. One of those WWE <laughs> movies. But um, Great. anyway, on the November 8th episode of Raw, the best thing in the history of wrestling took place. Harris. All, on the highlight reel, again, another highlight reel, Jericho. He's having yep. Trish and Lita come out. Because, you know, they've been feuding now for the past several months. Trish has just been insulting Lita, calling her fat because of her pregnancy weight and stuff like that, and out of shape and... Lita's still mad at Snitsky for for you know killing her baby, and uh, so here comes Snitsky, holding a baby. Walks into a, the ring.
1: Is it an actual baby or is it a baby doll? Or the, unclear at this
2: point. The ba- unclear at this point. The baby's crying, okay. and okay, he keeps telling it to shut up. And uh, <laughs> he he asks. He gets in the ring and he asks. Yeah, that's it's a good heel touch, just telling a baby shut up. But um, there's something
1: very funny about that. Isn't there it? <laughs> is.
2: He walks into the ring, and um, he asks if uh, Lita's baby had a name. And He says, "Well, I guess we'll never know." Lita's distraught at this point. She's not happy. Yeah, yeah. Snitsky uh, Snitsky says that she can hold him, but then he's like, "No, you can't. He's mine, and I'll do to him whatever I want." He then proceeds, Harris, to pull a Jack Black from Anchorman and punts (laughs) the baby into the first row of seats. Uh. (laughs) It is one of the funniest things. Okay, to be fair, it's a a doll. It's a doll. It's a baby doll. Right. In case anyone wasn't tracking, it's a baby doll.
1: I realized after I asked, I was like, wait, (sighs) I think I know where this is going, but not until that point, because correct me if I'm wrong. But, like, you assume that it must be a doll, but he doesn't, right. like, hold it up and show you it's no, a doll. No, Until he kicks it into right. the stand, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Oh, my word.
2: Uh, is a... crying. Snitsky, yeah. Snitsky walks up to her and in the process, like, kind of shoves Jericho out of the way. And Jericho's I was just going like, to say, hang on. Sorry, finish. I'm sorry. I'm I was sorry. just going to say, and Jericho's just like, No. So, so Jericho just attacks Snitsky? Right, okay, yes, thank you. I was going to say,
1: <laughs> Trish and Jericho have got to be both, like, really I don't know where really Trish is, freaked.
2: but uh, Trish they, is gone. But, yeah. Jericho's
1: like, I'm pretty sure I have to fight you now. Like, what? He
2: No, he doesn't fight him for the baby thing. He fights him because he shoved him. Oh, okay. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was thinking he was like,
1: listen, no, this is a bridge too far. I like, I think I have to fight you now. You're a bad person. No, it's just cause he laid hands on him.
2: Yeah. That's Oh why.
1: my word. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then well, of
2: course, Snitsky gets the upper hand oh. and ends up beating up Jericho. Um, well, you yeah. know what, Harris, we're just going to stop here. We're, we're just going to stop. We're stopping here. Eventually Kane returned a few months later. They, they had another couple matches. Kane ended up winning. It doesn't matter. Um, Snitsky was apparently only supposed to do the one-off match with the miscarriage thing, just yeah. as a random jobber, but the but that spot went over so well, apparently, that they kept him on the main roster. Like, ap- apparently, that next week, they had to, like, fly him on the private jet to get him to Raw in time, because they decided they wanted to use him again, like, at the last wow. minute. Um and then he was on the main roster for a couple more years till he left. I don't remember when he left in maybe 07, 08, like a few years. He was there like three, four years. Um, but wow. uh, yeah, and apparently before that, uh, the, the baby spot, um, Vince was adamant about him punting the baby and and told him he better not F this up. And uh, Snitsky re- replied that he was a punter in high school and and he wouldn't. and And he didn't. He said he obliterated that thing and he couldn't believe it stayed <laughs> in one piece.
1: <laughs> I bet whoever caught it in the first row lost their minds.
2: Probably. That was
1: a great moment.
2: Oh, man. but uh, There's not enough Um,
1: there's not enough of a splash zone in wrestling. You know, no. like in SeaWorld, when you get in the front row and you know you're going to get soaked, there's not enough of wrestling that interacts with the crowd. You know, I'm not saying a baby, but kick something into the crowd every once in a while. That's pretty fun. Wow. I never knew that that was... I know the name Snitsky and he just exists in my mind as a vague, like, you know, one of those dozens of guys that was just like real big, but not that talented and was like a monster for a while. And then eventually they ran out of stuff to do with him. I didn't know this was how he like made his debut and like the crowning achievement of his career is kicking a baby into the stands.
2: Yep. That's pretty
1: incredible. Can you imagine if he was like a hall of fame wrestler today, like on the level of John Cena? And instead of coming out to beat Kurt Angle in an open challenge, they're talking about the time John Cena caused Lita to have a miscarriage and then kicked her unborn child into the crowd. Wow. That's really... (laughs) That's amazing.
2: But yeah, the whole thing I had on my thing was just Snitsky punning a baby. I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I've heard about this. We're going to talk about this. And then I was like, where did this come from? Oh, it came from when uh, Kane kidnapped and raped Alita. And then they had a miscarriage with their unborn child and were married and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, 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 okay. Uh, Cracks the knuckles. And all right, we'll be here for a minute. (laughs) Here we go. Can I? Okay. One, this is incredible. Uh, What a great topic.
1: Two. Correct me if I'm wrong on this timeline. This was before she left Matt Hardy for Ed. Yes. Right? Yeah, that, that was happen?
2: like another year, year and a half later. That was like 06. Yeah. So
1: So, like, obviously, like, I don't think this needs to be said, but obviously this entire angle is horrific and insensitive and stupid. It's also like, hilariously a little bit foreshadowing that Lita's like, oh, how can you How can you fall in love with this monster and leave Matt Hardy and and love Kane? And then she's like, yeah, but Adam Copeland's pretty handsome, though. Like, let's just go. (laughs) Like, I'm sure you like, yeah, I'm sure Matt Hardy thought this angle was bad. But then they were like, hey, Edge stole your girlfriend in real life. Are you cool if we make that an angle, too? (laughs) Like, (sighs) whoa, man, that's he had a rough go of it for a while. I'm glad he's yes, he did. I'm glad he's married and has those three beautiful kids now. That's mm-hmm. my word. In Who and have
2: been another topic of uh,
1: of Heck ours yeah. in the past. Wrestling royalty.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh my man.
1: goodness. That's
2: That's why Cody's I'm little intro is very this... very appropriate. Wrestling has more than one royal family.
1: <laughs>
2: I it's <sighs>
1: It shocks me that it's taken us this long to get to this angle. I know. I know. I've known about this, but I've never thought to do it. And I never knew. I
2: forgot it was connected to Snitsky punting their baby. Yeah. yeah, Again, me too. I had forgotten about that too. But, uh, and the punting the baby's great, but I'm sorry. That wedding thing was, was the highlight of the whole thing. Lita's wedding vows. Top notch, top notch wrestling promo work right there. Beautiful. That's a really good.
1: Fantastic. That's a great top 10 list somewhere is the best insults in wrestling because there's a lot of great. Promos well, that's not really fair
2: because every one of them would be either Rowdy Roddy Piper or Bobby the Brain Heenan. And that would be and the whole be one list or
1: two from The Rock in there, too. But, yeah, you're right.
2: uh, you're the right. Rocks were more just I'm going to throw out random words and then people are going to think it's clever. That's kind of was the Rocks thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like he I had mean, some
2: moments, though. I well, yeah, for that sure. Would like,
1: there's got to be like the best. It doesn't matter what. Yeah, your name is, I was about to say when.
2: It doesn't when matter Foley is the him. best rock thing. The the best rock uh, of all his phrase and whatever is the, it doesn't matter. That's his best thing by far. That was always I was awesome. going to say, here's the thing though, that we're, we're way off a rabbit hole at this point. I think the time
1: Foley got him with it is better than anything. The rock actually <laughs> did because it was Mick Foley. Like to this day, that's one of my favorite uh, things in wrestling. Uh, it doesn't matter. I did. any runs around the ring going Foley, Foley, Foley. <laughs>
2: Incredible! Oh, it's classic. Absolutely but yeah, classic.
1: Dude, but yeah, that's not really, fair because
2: it would just be all Bobby the Brain Heenan. Like the whole top ten would be just Bobby the Brain and then there'd be a handful of Jerry Lawler and a handful of Rowdy Roddy Piper and that would be everybody. Yeah. Nobody else <laughs> could touch those three. None of them. That's fair. Well, Lena would be in the honorable mention. But interest, yeah, but that one that I need one, to look that up. That well the, the other difference is those were all actually them. This was definitely a pre-written, you know. This was obviously mm-hmm. written, but Yeah, not but, off the cuff. But but, but right. even even though she probably didn't have anything to do with writing it, she delivered it really well. Like she she nailed. She nailed it. So it was uh oh, It was man. wonderful. That was great. So amazing. Anyway, that's the story of Lita and Kane and Matt Hardy and Snitsky.
1: <laughs> now I'm just imagining all of the ways that, like, the Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford thing could go even further off the rails. Yeah. Like, I know The Wedding was bad. I, I still haven't watched it. I kind of want to now just to see how it compares. Yeah, it's bad. But, like, it could be – maybe it couldn't be worse. I don't know. But it, it would be wild if next week they were, like – Yeah, Penelope Ford's pregnant. And Amiro's like, and I'm the father. Like, they're not going to do that. (laughs) Because I think – I hope Uh, we've evolved a little bit since 2004. But, boy, can you imagine watching this happen live and just being like, this is why people hate wrestling. Like this right here. This is is why nobody
2: (laughs) takes this seriously. Okay, well, here we go. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, this is – again – as Harris has pointed out many times, the whole point of our show is topics you would never want your non-wrestling friends to know about wrestling. Like that that's what we talk about. And this is right up there with a perfect example of anyone who's skeptical about wrestling, you want to keep them as far away from this crap as possible. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I had a good
1: time though. This was this was a great topic.
2: <laughs> anyway, Follow us on Twitter at Behind underscore Gorilla. Uh, you can uh, follow us there. Also, Instagram at Behind underscore Gorilla. Come on, man. If we're good enough for David Arquette, we're good enough for you. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at MarkBrand. Mark and I'm Matt Harris-Wilson. So do that as well. And um, yeah, I didn't have a David Arquette segment to talk about today, but oh well. Maybe
1: he'll debut at uh, Back for the Attack next week.
2: <sighs> I hope so. I'm, I'm worried that ship might have sailed. So disappointed. I'm still so mad we never were (laughs) able to see David Arquette wrestle. He only came to Atlanta once, and it was a surprise appearance. And so it didn't even count, because we wouldn't even have known. Come on, David. How come you never did one scheduled appearance in Atlanta during your, your, like, two-year run? Disappointing. For your two biggest fans, man. I know all these people that have seen David Arquette wrestle live and don't care nearly enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: They don't deserve him.
2: They don't. They don't. Anyway, go watch You Cannot Kill David Arquette if you haven't yet because it's great. Uh, all right. Any uh, any final thoughts, Harris, before we, before we sign off? Uh, uh, yeah. Buy back for the attack this Sunday. Oh, yeah. Support, Support NWA. NWA. I'm going
1: to. I'm going to yep. watch it. I'm going to be tweeting about it the whole time yep we're definitely going to talk about it on the show at some point
2: but yeah not next week i'm going snowboarding again on sunday so right. but it'll happen isn't it? Is not that for the ta- wait a minute is that on saturday or sunday no it's on it's next sunday okay yeah oh. that's what i thought because i was like yeah i'm not gonna be able to watch it live yeah, i'll have to watch you, it later man. i'll have to watch it later but uh regardless we will talk about it at some point for sure on on the show because it deserves to be covered um. All right. Well, that does it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time.